Let's go to podcast now. Elliot Childs is with us in the Wellington studio. Hi, Elliot. Hey, Jesse. What have you been listening to? So I have been listening to the Music Book Podcast. Great. What's it all about? It's a grisly, grisly true crime podcast. No, no, it's not. It's, <laughs> it's about music books, surprisingly enough. It's um, interviews with the authors of books about music. Um, so it's hosted by Mark Masters, who's a music journalist who has written for Pitchfork and The Wire and also writes a lot of stuff for Bandcamp at the moment. Um, and yeah, he sits down each week with a new author and discusses the process of writing their book and how they arrived at the subject that they're talking about and what they figured out along the way. Um, it's fairly new. There's only about 10 episodes of it so far. Um, the first one is probably the best place for everyone listening to start because it's with Matthew Goody, who wrote Needles and Plastic, which is the book that came out a couple of years ago about flying nun records. Aha! Uh-huh. Yes. So he talks a lot about New Zealand in that episode and they talk about audio culture the website um and various lesser known flying nun bands as well like he's a big fan of bands like exploding budgies and mainly spaniards um and bands that you know i've never really heard that much about bands that released one or two singles on flying nun before disappearing completely but he made a real big deep dive into the back catalog of flying nun and spoke to all of these different people about the label and about the scene at that time and the book you know he's been on on rnz a few times i think talking about this book in various guises but it's a really good book it's really fascinating is he a new zealander no he's an american i think and oddly enough he only made one trip over whilst writing the book in order to talk to people and do research but he did a lot of research in the british library which has all of um, the old Christchurch newspapers, the Herald, um, going back years and years and years on microfilm. And so he managed to get a load of press about all of these bands from the British Library, which is quite strange when you think about it. But he was in contact with people, um, not Roger Shepard so much, um, because Roger wrote his own book, as um, as you'll remember, but various other people around Flying Nun and, and the scene at the time. Yeah, and just a reminder, of course, uh, the importance of Flying Nun Records to um, to the rest of the world. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So um, that's Shout out to Guy Williams if he's listening. Guy Williams always hassles me that whenever he tunes into RNZ, we're talking about Flying Nun. So Guy, <laughs> if you happen to be listening today, this one's for you. <laughs> it is indeed. Um, yeah, but Flying Nun was important to so many different underground scenes throughout the world. There's actually a bit in the podcast where they talk about Homestead Records, which... It's actually one of my favourite record labels of all time, Mm. um, based out in, um, I can't remember where exactly they were based, but somewhere in the States. And they did a compilation of Flying Nun stuff um, for the US market. And that kind of spawned a whole load of bands out in the States based off of this one compilation. Um, And, you know, in the UK, Flying Nun was, was quite a big deal as well. Um, uh, Ian's listening, by the way. Says Matt Goody is Canadian. Thanks, Ian. Thank you, uh, thank email. you, Ian. Yes. Okay, so that's that's on the. I mean, certainly for an overseas person, that would be on the more obscure end yeah. uh, of this music book podcast. But what I love about this, by the way, uh, you know, podcast interviews of people who've written music books about bands or artists is that music people are often trivia people, and yeah. like as if buying the book 
about an artist wasn't enough. Now you get the podcast with the author <laughs> about all the stuff that was left out of it's, this book that only a fan would be interested in anyway. Yeah, it is super, super meta in in that kind yeah. of sense. It's it is for it is for people that care about the subject, I yeah. would say. And I'm you know, I'm a big fan of music, I'm a big fan of music writing. Um I read a lot of books about music. So for me this is kind of the ideal podcast. But you know, if you're not a big fan of non-fiction or of music, then it's probably one to stay away from. Um, What's Cambodian music? So it's a musical journey through Cambodia. I've not, oh, it's, I've it's not literally Cambodian music. Literally Cambodian music. Um, the book's called Away from Beloved Lover, and it's by D. Piok, I think is the, the way you pronounce that name. Um, yeah, it's, that's a really interesting episode. That's a really interesting story. I won't give too much away about that one, but it's definitely worth worth listening to and the book is is apparently also very good i haven't read that one it's on my list and i know it's available in bookstores here so worth looking out for um one of my favorite ones was the latest episode actually which is a book about experimental music in san diego in the 1970s because you know you can never get too obscure in in these kind of situations um he the guy that wrote that book spent a lot of time in the archives of the University of California's San Diego um, campus and found a ton of bizarre stuff that nobody has ever heard. These live recordings of a band called Fatty Acid, for example, who were about... Not a bad name for a, for a band, I've got to no, say. No, it's a real good name for a band, but they were around for about two months and they were all classical musicians who could play certain instruments really, really well, but they would play instruments that they couldn't play really well <laughs> and then they would all yeah. try and play these pieces of classical music live and that would be the performance they, you know you'd give a violin player a trumpet and say right here's here's <laughs> a piece of bark to play and uh, the results would be awful but that would be their performance and their critique of of cap of classical music and classical performance and there were recordings of these bands that you know that one might actually be better to read about than to listen to i think so i think so um he does kind of in in that book he also has a like a record guide in there so he talks about some of the stuff that, that he's um that he's talking about in the book and lays it out like, here are the records to listen to by these artists, and here are the ones to possibly avoid. And here's some of the stuff I've spoken to you about, which you can't find anywhere because it only exists in the memories of people that saw it live. Um, Credence Clearwater Revival. A Song for Everyone, yes, uh, by John Lingham. It's another book about Credence Clearwater Revival, but it sounds like an interesting book about Credence Clearwater Revival. He said at one point that he did huge amounts of interviews with every member of the band and then chose not to quote from them at all because he didn't want it to be a book of people kind of looking back on the glory days and going, oh, wasn't it fantastic when I was back in that band? But he wanted the context around things and he wanted to know how they felt about things and how the vibe of the band was during certain situations because Credence is a, a band that, you know... They haven't always got on, shall we say. There's been some falling outs mm -hmm. amongst the members of Creedence Clearwater Revival, um, and they fell out with numerous other people as well, including their record label, multiple times. Um, and so I think talking to those band members is probably quite an important part of writing any book about Creedence Clearwater Revival, but you don't necessarily want to be collecting 
just people's recollections of certain events and turning that into the book. Uh, okay, and there's more to come or more to explore. The Music Book Podcast, they're all out, are they, for people, so people can you know, yep. go at one and, um, and then stick with it if they like the sound of it. Exactly.